They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it! You're ignorant! They're coming for you, Barbara. Stop it! You're acting like a child! They're coming for you. All right, welcome to Have a Drink With Me. I'm here with Tom Flynn. Hello. Hello, and, Dylan. Hey, Tom. <laughs> and uh, good friend, uh, Adam. Hi. Hi, Adam. For no reason. <laughs> Can we redo that? No, leave it in. No, leave it in. Leave it. It's natural. Adam Murray. I was like... Go. Shit, I uh, know Dylan's gonna name. look terrible. <laughs> That's fine. We're gonna edit it to it just being like Murray. <laughs> but yeah, my good, my good, <laughs> my good friend Adam. Murray. Adam oh, Murray. That was great. Uh, not embarrassed at all. Uh, so Adam Murray. Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm. First Adam, off, where are you from? I'm from New Jersey originally. Really? Yeah. Whereabouts? Uh, Tom's River. Do you know Chatham? Or Berkeley Heights? I thought you were going to ask if you knew a person. <laughs> I think, no, no, no. Person, hey, do you know that's Chatham? A, do you know Chad? Do you know Chatham? His parents are the richest people because <laughs> his name is Chatham. They have that White House. Yes. Um, those I, those names sound familiar, but it's probably just because they're like white people town names. Oh, okay. Uh, now, I'm from the best way I describe where I'm from, I'm from the town where Jersey Shore, the TV show, was filmed. Bro. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm from there, and I live out in LA now, and I'm. Uh, writer director i'm just looking at sammy for confirmation to nod that i'm saying like things that she would like agree with me writer director yes animator. you have been from los sammy. angeles she um, agrees yeah filmmaker yeah there we go that, awesome. covers, that covers it yeah and that's what brought you out here uh yeah i came out here originally to do animation uh and i did that and then i got real burnt out on it uh and in between that i was doing a lot of uh live action filmmaking and i was like this is Way more enjoyable than sitting down for ten hours a day and drawing over and oh. over again. Which I don't. I have tons of friends who are animators. I'm not harshing animation at all, but it just burnt. It burnt me out super fast. Yeah. Uh, and now I make. Um, I work for a uh, company who. I'll, I'll, I'm not gonna say their name, but I make YouTube videos for them. Uh, that's my day job, and uh, I'm currently working on a short film called uh, Joe and the Pirates. That uh, yeah, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll bring that up. Uh, we'll bring that up in a little bit. Um. I'm excited to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. I've actually already donated to it. Yep. Um, but Very cool. This episode is going to be horror movie themed. Yes. We're recording this in a haunted house Ooh. right now. Yes. Yeah, in North Hollywood. A, there's a colonial woman also on the mic. Um, if you guys hear her. The walls uh, are bleeding. Yeah. Good luck. You hear her looking for her daughter. <laughs> Where's my daughter? Where's my daughter? Where my baby drink oh, where's my daughter? Where's my daughter? Where's my fucking daughter? <laughs> Guy Ritchie. Yeah. <laughs> Guy Ritchie came by and just shouted at everyone. Yeah. Uh, Girl Ritchie. Girl Ritchie. <laughs> Says it's a colonial woman. Um, so uh, I asked Adam to provide a drink for us uh, for this episode because that is the theme. Uh, I li- yeah, what am I drinking? I literally Googled spooky Halloween cocktails is what I Google oh. search. We're drinking uh, an empty glass that has a sheet with eyes cut out of it. Oh, okay. Uh, I, wonder, actually, I wonder, actually, when you when you type in spooky mm-hmm. into Google, what autofills? What's what's there? Anything Ooh. interesting? No, probably not. F- someone do it at home right now yeah. while you're listening to this. And spooky scary. I, and like I was, tweet us. you told me to like look up drinks. I was just like, and I stopped drinking hard alcohol because I can't handle it anymore. I was like, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm welcome back. back. <laughs> I'm 27. I'm aging like a Great Dane. Like it's the worst. Like I can't handle Sainties. hard alcohol anymore. But I was like, oh, a cocktail. Our producer just looked it up. <laughs> spooky, spooky world, spooky, spooky world. black. Who might be a rapper? 
Uh, and then spooky, scary skeleton. That's exactly what I imagined. It's like the werewolf bar mitzvah. Surprisingly, not as offensive as I thought it was going to be from Google. Like, I'm surprised it's not like spooky places where Jewish people live. What? Why is that a thing? <laughs> spooky Google. ghetto. What are you thinking? <laughs> so, sorry, that, that went up. Yeah, let's get away from this derail. topic. Yeah. Um, Speaking of changing the subject. So, uh, spooky Chinese laundromats. Google, come on. We, uh, we discussed talking about our three favorite horror movies. Um, three respective. Respective. Favorite, favorite horror movies. Horror movies. Go, yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of really great movies out there, but uh, oh, yeah. we we each decided to bring one to the table. Um, my favorite is the original Night of the Living Dead. Uh, so we will be discussing that first. George Romero classic. Mm-hmm. From so good. When was it made? 1968. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So good. Um, I originally I complete like completely resonate with. John, the main, like the brother, <laughs> yeah. Because as soon as the movie starts, he's complaining about how he had to drive three hours to leave roses at a grave <laughs> yeah. for a dead m- family member. Like, it's kind of like saying, "Please hate this guy." Yeah, he's such a dick. <laughs> Praying for church, huh? but I'm. I mean, yeah. I'm kind of the same way. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I look. I love my mother, <laughs> but that's but six hours. hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I it immediately was like, minutes, also, Johnny. why did they bury her so far away? I think yeah. it had like, something to no do. I think, that, I think that was their, their original hometown or uh, something okay. like that. That's what I, I don't know. There's a lot of ground covered in that conversation. Yeah. This is very expository, but needlessly so, because you don't need to know anything about them really no. to enjoy you, the movie. You yeah. don't need to know anything about the, the The weird thing that works so well with Night Living Dead is you don't need to know anything. any background of these characters. Yeah, absolutely. Like you, Barbara is just a sad woman who is mm-hmm. fairly hysterical through yeah. most of the movie. All, yeah, yeah, like all of it. All she's of the either movie. like in a trance mm-hmm. or she's freaking out. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I love. Like mm-hmm. it's dumb. Uh, Barbara's a uh, she's not an exciting character or enjoyable at all. She's but catatonic. Most if of the movie. I am with someone and they die, I'm not going to be like, "Yo, let's go smash these ghouls." I'm going to be mm-hmm. like. Fucking dead, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. She's dead. Like That's I will freak PTSD. out for at least an hour and a half, yeah. as she did. Yeah, yeah it's her um, brother too. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, just the fact that it's this weird. Like, well, first off, I have to say that first zombie, like the first, mm-hmm. is probably like the first. Like as far as we know, zombies. That's like the first depiction of a zombie mm-hmm. on in a movie. Uh, I think. Well, I mean, in terms of like the way that uh, we the zombies see, now, yeah, the way that we see them now, because there the is lumbering like dead voodoo, guys. There's white zombie, white zombie, zombie yeah. Movie and, yeah. I mean, like Frankenstein is essentially a zombie less, movie, yeah. but like, um, but yeah, that performance was awesome. Yeah, that that guy. I forget the actor's name. Uh, but yeah, he's. He has plenty of action figures made of him. Yeah, action but I think that's, I honestly think that's all that he ever did. It's just that, that one so, yeah. performance and that's it. But, uh, ben? no, the guy, the, uh, the first the zombie that you see lumbering oh, in, yeah, the, yeah, in yeah. the cemetery. With the huge slack jaw, yeah. like just stare. And that's like, that, that guy kind of set the precedent for how zombies are supposed to act. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I liked it because they were, he was dumb and shuffled, but he yeah. like, Tried breaking into the car. They're, they're dead. They're all messed up. That's what he says. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Uh, Porter guy. I like the, uh, I like John's death. 
mm-hmm. where the zombie just like runs up and like slaps his glasses slaps, off the yeah, light, and then he just gently well, falls he, into the nerd. tombstone. Yeah, he, doesn't he like? Doesn't he like John smash Dr- his head on a gr- on a gravestone? Gently, gently. He like yeah. wrestles Boom. him a little bit, and then it's like. He knocks his textbooks out of his. I know it's a very peaceful. It's a very peaceful death. Like his his uh, face, Johnny's face when he dies is Mm -hmm. like very almost cherubic. Yeah, he's like because his glasses come off. Little fat angel, serene baby face. He's like, yeah. He doesn't get eaten. Big smile, flaccid, flaccid gold hair. I thought you were gonna say flaccid dick, giant, big old flaccid dick hanging out of his body, like a like a piece of shit. Got to go out rock hard. Um, Not only was it uh, good at kind of introducing the zombies that we watch now but it was mm-hmm. it's like the originator of all the horror movie cliches sure. like she starts running mm-hmm. she trips yeah falls out of her heels oh yeah then she uh she gets in the car there's no key in mm-hmm. the car mm-hmm. and then runs into someone's house without knocking or checking to see if like anybody's home she just yeah. runs in locks the door and then just like in a rural sits. part of the country, which given yeah. that at that time, not that big of like a deal breaker. But like if that if you were into a rural or like a rural farm area now. Yeah. I think there's just such a stigma around like people who live in the middle of nowhere that you would just avoid that house. Oh, yeah. totally. like, I take my chances out here because there's probably something way worse happening inside this well, farmhouse. Yeah. The, the thing I love about the movie is just the weird unfolding of events. I mean, mm-hmm. like with the first zombie that you see, he doesn't eat anybody, no. but you're like, okay, so there's a, the first threat is just there's a weird guy stalking this woman. He's, yeah, that's he's thing. killed he her brother. Doesn't resemble a zombie by that like right. by any measure. And I mean, he he's fast moving sort of, mm-hmm. but he's still lumbering. Yeah. He's not a he's not a running zombie or anything, but but uh you just think you just think when the movie starts, this is just about a guy chasing a girl. And that's yeah. it. And then you, she goes inside the house, and then there's this mangled corpse upstairs, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Whoa, this is new." You yeah, know, I'm trying to think because I cannot remember the first time I saw this movie. You're trying and to I, think of back to 1968 when you watched it. Well, like when I was a kid, I saw it. My parents had a copy of it for the yeah. first time, or if I saw it for the first Tom's time. Tom's not that old. No, he's 14. Um, hundred. Fourteen hundred. <laughs> He's right. 1400. So like, yeah. And after He's in that, a time orb. after that, like the house just starts getting surrounded by zombies. Yeah. And I don't know, it would just be the mounting tension is just is awesome. Yeah. Just the way that it keeps going. And you would think uh, Ben, the guy that's that like meets up with her first, mm-hmm. would think that there's something weird about her because she doesn't talk to him for like the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She and just then, stares. Yeah. She just stares at him. Which, and I, he's just like, all right, cool. I'm just going to board up the yeah. walls and stay in here with you. Thanks for the help. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. board these up. You don't want to cool. <laughs> I yeah. love the first like sort of zombie combat. Yeah. The zombat scene. <laughs> Like where where like he's he's just going around with a tire iron like smashing zombies in mm-hmm. the head and she's just kind of sitting in the corner. That part is awesome because mm-hmm. like you're like because as the viewer you're just watching you're like okay he just has to kill like three dudes but then every time you see outside more and more of them keep yeah. like coming from out from the woods yeah Ugh. and the, the black and white photography is so good yeah I really like that part of it. Um, but I yeah I think it's it's great like it's very realistic if zombies were to happen. Not everyone's going to fight. Right. And Barbara just like sat there as someone should. Mm -hmm. But in a lot of movies that they do now, the girl's like running around hysterically and you're like, yeah, she's going to die immediately. Mm -hmm. She's going to get too close to a door. She's going to like do the wrong thing. But she doesn't. She just like sits and soaks it all in while the guy who didn't just lose a family member is like 
taking care of things. And so much of like her attitude and a lot of people's attitudes in that film and their character like development and the way they handle the situation translates super well. Not so much to Dawn of the Dead, but Day of the Dead yep. uh, is like that's the perfect like I guess like uh, senior class yeah. uh, era zombie film because like Night of the Living Dead is definitely like um, uh, the, like the sophomore coming out and then it's like oh you have junior year dawn of the dead and it's like mm-hmm. oh i'm doing all this and there's a racist cop and in the mall and all that it's like cool but then day of the dead for how over the top it is handles human emotion and reaction to the situation they're in especially since they're been living like a year underground yeah and everything just starts going to shit like that handles yeah like it's a beautiful like transition of like how characters actually handle the situation that they're in yeah like, of like that mm-hmm. because you have people like uh, like you have Rhodes who goes crazy, who's the colonel in Day of the Dead, and he's mm-hmm. like, joke on him. Oh God! There's a great behind the scenes uh story. You know what like what happened with that? Oh yeah. Uh, do you yeah. know what happened with that? Tom, Tom Savini. Tom. Uh, Go ahead, yeah. The scene what they used to use in special effects, they don't do it anymore. Uh, they actually used to use pig intestines uh, for human for like intestines, innards and for stuff, innards yeah. and everything. Um, so they had a break, and they were shooting in Florida. They were shooting in salt mines in Florida for Day of the Dead. And over the weekend or over the week, someone turned off the power to the refrigerator where they were keeping yeah, all of the pig intestines. Oh, yeah. Um, and so when they came in, they were just all rotten as. Rotten as pig intestines But can they're get. like, we don't have any more, so yeah, stuff them in the dummy. Yeah, so stuff them <laughs> in the dummy. So the reaction that Joe Pilato, who plays uh, the colonel, like the reaction he gives is real. It's him reacting to the smell of yeah. rotten pig intestines well, and, hitting him in the face. And, I mean, you can even look at the faces on the zombies, yeah. too. They're, all those actors <laughs> are like, Gah! Yeah, everyone's like, yeah. ew. <laughs> ew. It's li- but it's literally just like, oh, oh no. Like, yeah. This and I is think, all bad. I think I like those kind of zombie movies more because of how practical the effects mm-hmm. were like you have oh, to God, use rotting yes. meat it's not going to be you know cgi mm-hmm. just like a deliciously smelling digital yeah. also that time fix. cgi would have been like a stop motion yeah like robot jocks that's like everything is kind of jerky shot on 30 frames a second you're like why is this weird looking um i i have one more thing i want to discuss about night living dead before we segue into the next movie which is gonna be oh god and this this is my it's kind of my favorite part of the movie because it's so comical. Mm-hmm. But Barbara's freaking out while Ben is boarding up the house. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he turns around and just fucking clocks her in the face. Yeah. And then well, it- takes her jacket off and then lays her down. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. And George Romero has apparently expressed uh, regret mm-hmm. at including that. I mean, even the even the uh, the actor Sammy's who played Ben. Right yeah. Like... <laughs> Did not did not want to do that. Thought yeah. that was gonna be a horrible yeah. show. But it was fucking hilarious. Because yeah, yeah. she just like she's like, Why aren't you listening to me? And then slaps him gently and he just Ooh. fucking cold cocks her right yep. in the face. <laughs> she like stands there for a second and is just like <sighs> and then just falls into his arms, <laughs> yeah. puts her on the bed, and undoes her jacket. <laughs> Stark contrast to how Barbara wants to. It's up so weird how you just fell yeah. asleep after yeah. nothing happened That's to you. That's what Barbara. happens, right? You punch people and they just fall asleep. Yeah, this was all a dream. What happened to her? Nothing. She like just fell asleep and I put a jacket on her. Yeah. Why is her face bruised? I have no idea. She showed up like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. She was what talking you... about this John guy. He sounded terrible. <laughs> I think he hit her. Before we move on to the next movie, if that's what we're about to do, what do you guys what did you guys think about the ending of Night of the Living Dead? I think it's a 
also given the time frame, I think it is a perfectly um, accurate ending. And I feel like the sad thing is um, it's still relevant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, in- which is the entire movie, I was like, this is great. They have mm-hmm. an African-American lead. I mean, yeah. he's the lead. Barbara's is just a fucking pawn. In the, in the 60s, yeah. In the 60s, and I was like, this is good because there's nothing about racism or anything no. through the entire movie. Even well, the guy downstairs who's a piece of shit doesn't complain those, about his skin color or anything. Yeah. He's just complaining that there's those, people upstairs. But those undertones are there. Like, yes. it's like, why does he even... You know, why, why is he being so contrary to everything that Ben says when Ben Ben clearly has the best ideas yeah. mm-hmm. and this guy's like, well, I, I think we should do what I want to do instead. But it, yeah, like that that but happened it, through. But I yeah. the way that I saw it was that it was just a guy trying to be tough for his wife and kid yeah. and he didn't want to listen yeah. to anybody. And I felt like it was great, like. Okay, no racism in this movie when yeah. there should have been for the time. Yeah. And then the end is just like, oh, fuck. Yeah, shoot him in the head. Yeah, that mm-hmm. really deeply disturbed me when I was a kid. Like yeah. that, the movie, the rest of the movie, it was fine, but like I was, that ending really stuck with me. That, see, I had the same experience because so I didn't see the movie when I was a kid. I didn't yeah. see Night of the Living Dead when I was a kid. I saw it when I was a teenager, probably like 18. Mm-hmm. And then the ending is what resonated with me the most. I'm like, oh, that's real fucked up. Yep. Uh, well, just the fact that like they just treat him. The fact that not only do they kill him, but then mm-hmm. we cut to stills. Of like his body. Yeah. Of his body's body being round up and thrown into the garbage with the rest of the zombies yeah. and then lit on fire. With like, with those, they make such a big thing about uh about those hooks yes they, they like, like shove hooks into meat the bodies Me, yeah meat hooks <clears throat> and it's just so brutal i do i do need to make a quick note um they do also uh say what you will about Zack snyder um but the dawn of the dead remake uh is yep. a solid solid zombie movie yep uh and a great remake and most remakes are terrible but they i just they reference night of the living dead several times mm-hmm. uh, on the news with tom savini playing yeah. uh the sheriff Yep. Uh, but that's like, I don't know, that's just in the pantheon of the Romero and Romero universe, Dawn of the Dead remake uh, does a great nod to Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. I thought the remake of Night of the Living Dead was good, too, where what Barbara if, was a total badass. 1990. I wish if they would have shot, oh, that, that, one. If they shot that in black and white, that would have been so cool. Yeah, it would have been. But I, th- I thought that was a good. good I never as saw well. that, but I've seen Diary of the well, Dead, the, which is a <laughs> shameful comment. The uh, the remake of Night of the Living Dead is actually directed by Tom Savini. Oh, okay. Written by Joe Russo and uh, George Murray. I think it's actually their first draft or the first version of the screenplay that they were about to shoot. Mm-hmm. And they originally Barbara was going to be this like badass. Yeah. And but Judith, whatever her name is, the actress who played Barbara, mm-hmm. her interpretation of it was such a like it was. They thought it was so good seeing her freaked out the entire time that they changed the script around her audition. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So, oh, go also go watch uh, Return of the Living Dead. Return is that the, the one with, with like the sewer? That's brains. with Tarman and yeah, yeah, brains. Yeah, yeah it's so party good. time. Go watch uh, it. All right, we'll be right back. I made a thing fan film. Alrighty, <laughs> did you really yeah. made a thing fan? Film? It's called Night of the Creature. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Tell us about it. Well, we are we are back by the <laughs> oh, way. Oh yeah, we're back by the way. Uh, if you go, to I you- think they'll know that we're back. Yeah, YouTube.com. No, 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 guys, we're back. Okay. Yeah, in case you were listening, we're back. We're yeah. back. Hey uh, gang, we're back. Right. YouTube.com/slash Adam Murray A T O M M U R A Y uh, Night of the Creature. You can find our uh, the thing parody video uh, that we made. 
and I'm very proud nice. of it. It's like one of the, my biggest accomplishments. Nice. If you haven't guessed already, our next film that we're going to discuss is John Carpenter's 1982 classic, John Carpenter's The Thing. And not The Thing from Another World. Right. The Thing from Another World, which was sort 1954. of a 1954 Red Howard Scare. Hawks production. Yeah. yeah. Which the, the Red Scare elements kind of run throughout this story, too, mainly because it's based off of the novel, or is it a novella? Yeah, um, it's a novella. Yeah. Novella entitled uh, Who Goes There, mm-hmm. which is very much has like Red Scare stuff all over it. Um, just, you know, not being able to, to trust your neighbor and not really knowing who they are, who your friends are, stuff like that. So when did you first see it? How old were you when you first saw the thing? I was probably 10 or 12. I was in the same age range. Yeah. 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 I was 26. (laughs) (laughs) Are you from here or are you from out back east or where? What state are you from? Uh, I'm from Texas, New Jersey, St. Louis, Texas, New Jersey. So, Uh, yeah. I saw it when I was 12. I saw I saw it in New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. Um, when I was 12, I watched it. It was on Sci-Fi Channel at 2 in the morning, uncensored. I had TV in my room because I was the third child. My parents didn't care anymore. Yeah. Um, and I watched it during a blizzard. Oh, shit. Oh, and so it had, it had the element of, oh, it's snowing out here and also yeah. in the movie. And everything is horrifying. And there was no commercial. It was 2 in the morning so they could just show it unedited. Yeah. That's and great. And it terrified me to the point I didn't watch it again until I was 18. Wow. My dad actually just shit. My dad was, and I were just in the video store, and he's like, Hey, son, you ever seen this? And I'm like, No, let's watch it. I'm nice. like, Okay, so my dad told totally Oh, I thought you were saying you were me. just, <laughs> we were just in the movie theater, or movie store. I thought you just said that. Oh, we were oh, in, the video, in the video store. He was like, Hey, you got, you want to ever seen this movie? I'm like, No. I like, like that your dad is Let's go Phil. watch it. <laughs> hey, hey, Bobby. You want to come Hello, watch son. the thing with me? Uh, I thought it was a great movie. I absolutely yeah. love that this random thing was turning every single person against each other. Yeah. Because it's usually when you're watching a horror movie, you know who the bad guy is. Mm, right. You know who's going to get killed for the most part. But this, you didn't know who was the thing yeah. Yeah. and who was it, a person. It definitely broke the mold of a monster movie because yes. like in the, in the 50s version, it's the it's thing is just like plant, weird vegetable alien who's kind of like a Frankenstein legs. guy who walks around. Which also, that movie has the smartest guard in movie history because there's a scene in that movie where they're standing guard and the monster breaks into the laboratory, but you don't see him. It's off frame. And the guy who's standing guard reacts. He goes, Oh, takes out a gun, shoots twice at it, does realizes it does nothing, runs, hides behind a door, shoots again like three times, realizes it does nothing, closes the door, unlocks it, lives for the rest of the movie. Smartest guard in cinema history. That's if that was great. any awesome. other horror movie, he would have shot like six times and got his Dude, head that, ripped off his body. He would have been holding the gun backwards. Yeah. Like, just like <laughs> just aiming in the air. Fumbling oh, the bullets like, oh, oh yeah. no. And dead. Yeah, the, the gun's there's not actually, loaded. There's actually a scene in the original that is probably my favorite scene in the original and uh, Is it with the door opening the, the door other way opening. well like where where they oh they're trying to they want to open the, the door for one yeah. reason i don't i forget why and they're just like okay we need to open the door really quick so we can go outside mm-hmm. and do something and they're like okay well let's we have to unboard it and they make this whole to do about getting the door open then when they finally open it he's fucking just standing there. right yeah. there that part terrified me and like that's also very brave stunt work for 1954 because they light a man on fire several times. In, in the 1982 version, they they light several men on fire yes. as well. But we've advanced since 1954, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, safety-wise. I, one of the things I wanted to comment on in this movie that I thought was fucking badass but kind of 
uh, you know, not the most practical thing. They had a flamethrower. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Why? In Antarctica. I don't know. What did they need a flamethrower for? Much, just to melt? Well, stuff freezes over It's Antarctica. funny because it's just like, the way they introduce it, I think that's there's the dog scene and they're like, Mac, get the flamethrower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, McCready just shows the flamethrower. Yeah, yeah or, it's just or normal. Dave, or or it's, and there's multiple. Uh, there's multiple. Keith, Keith David. Or uh, is it Childs. David Keith? Childs, yeah, yeah. No, it's not Childs at the beginning. It's, um... I forget who gets the flamethrower in the beginning, but it's Childs grabs it later when McCready is mm-hmm. trying to walk back in. Yeah. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff we're going to get into. Let's get into it. Oh, God. Okay, so Tom, start, and then I'll, like, fill in <laughs> other holes. Yeah, I mean, the the thing the thing that that is most prominent in this movie that you should point out, that we should point out, is just the amazing practical effects. Yes. It's pretty much just, like... This this is Rob Bottin's best mm. work. He did it when he was 22 years old, yep. and com- this dude completely overcommitted himself. Oh and yeah, like and I think he like went to the, he was like hospitalized. Yeah, or something he had like kind he, of a breakdown. Yeah, because it was also they were filming it during a heat wave in Los in Angeles. Los Angeles, yeah. So you but have they had the, to they had to wear these huge winter coats because it was supposed to be Antarctica. They would right. walk out of the studio and they'd just be in like gigantic winter coats. It was a horrible heat wave in 1980s of Los Angeles. Yeah, and but the inside of the sound stages they had to cool it like yeah. way down to like 40 degree below or yeah. something. So to you make see everything their realistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rob Boutin, uh, if you don't know his work besides the thing, um, check out The Howling. The Howling, uh, Total Recall. Total Recall. The Howling he got oh, because... Oh, that makes sense. In, so, he also like did this, Airplane. The effects from Total Recall are, remind me a lot of the thing. Yeah. Uh, Sammy just looked at me. She's like, Airplane. Um, the oh. scene in Airplane where Leslie Nielsen's character is talking and his nose grows yeah. uh, is the precursor to the scene in The Howling, which is one of the f- only... F- one of the five good va- uh, werewolf movies that exist, but there's a transformation scene in the Howling where the character uh, the snout the snout grows, grows, which was echoed again in American Werewolf. Yes, London, which yeah. was Rick Baker who was supposed to be on the Howling, yep. but then John Landis was like, "Hey, that werewolf movie you agreed to do is happening now," and so right. Rick Baker passed Rob Bottin along to the Howling, which is yeah. directed by Joe Dante, who did Gremlins. Right, um, and that's how Rob Bottin like broke into the scene. Um, Side note, good werewolf movies, late phases, uh, The Howling, American Werewolf, Dog Soldiers, and uh, Ginger Snaps. Yes. Go look all those up, uh, especially Dog Soldiers. It's the only, only, only good uh, sci-fi original channel movie. That sounds cute. Neil Marshall. Neil Marshall, mm-hmm. the guy who directed uh, the Battle at the Castle des- Black. The Descent. Uh, the Descent. He, oh, did, many, he did the Battle the at Descent Castle. Was good. He did a lot of good Game of Thrones episodes. Uh, ma- all the big yeah. Battle Game of Thrones mm-hmm. episodes mm-hmm. before the mm-hmm. latest season, he did all of those. He's an amazing director. Uh, go look up Dog Soldiers. So... The thing. Yes. What was your What was your favorite practical effects moment? For me, the cardiac arrest. Yeah. Or, or Norris. Uh, Norris goes into cardiac arrest, and everybody's like, "Okay, crap. We have to. Uh, we have to do the the clear the, the defibrillators. Yeah. Defibrillators. <laughs> the clear thing. The clear things. <laughs> Water. Gosh. Clear and cell. So, yeah. Air. So they they get the defibrillator, and it it's clear, and then they they press it up against his chest, and his chest immediately caves into this like to reveal yeah. teeth. It looks like an abyss. Yes. And it grows, it grows teeth, and immediately chomps the dude's arms off. Mm-hmm. The guy freaks out, and they replace his arms. And they off. did they replace that actor when his arms get bit off with an amputee, with an amputee, mm-hmm. with a double amputee, and they put a mask of the character who was supposed to be on his face. Yeah. When Great. they did the wide shot of his arm yep. being. Uh, bit off my favorite part of the practical effects thing mm-hmm. is when his head comes off and mm. slides down oh, the back so of the cool. table 
heads comes off and like grows little little like spider legs spider, spider legs, legs and those the eye sound stalks. those sound effects are so great that, yeah. they're like this, oh, the God. cracking bones like, <laughs> like coming out of the, his the cracking bones of the sound yeah. the chest makes when it opens is almost like a hollow like eternal yeah like a it's cave. like a cacophony of it's, like souls or something and like, benning <laughs> when they find benning's after as Bennings is like trying to transform into Ben, like the alien takes Bennings and trying to transform the scream he does that like hollow like it's the sound design in the thing alone is an incredible incredible feat. It's, that was the guy was, who ran outside. That's the one who ran outside. They're like hands. it's Bennings yeah. and they go after yeah. him and then they find him and his hands. Were, are all, you know that reminded me of uh, you ever see Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Yes, the uh, Donald Kaufman Sutherland. One? Yeah. At the, the Donald the Sutherland end. at the very end was like. Um, it's great, but God, the well, what? What was your favorite practical effect in it? I love the the head breaking off is one of my favorites because it also has the most genuine reaction is when it starts crawling away yeah. and they look at it and they go, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah, and they yeah yeah. I mean, you, you have to you there. have to st- you have to stop and think like you think that like it grows tentacles and it grows eyes or it mm-hmm. grows legs and it grows eyes. You're like, oh, oh shit's about to go down. And it just but really tries nothing to get away. nothing really happens. Yeah, they just go. You gotta be fucking kidding me! And it well, be- just becomes a joke. It comes they- to the point where the it, it's actually a very, very smart alien. It's not just something that well, goes around and absorbs. It, is- it actually has an intelligence. Yeah. To it's it. like it establishes- whistling as it like walks out the doorway. Well, it establishes the fact or the idea that that every piece of the alien or of the monster mm-hmm. is its own sort of sentient thing that's yes. going to want to crawl away and, and disperse from its host. Mm-hmm. And, leave. and I, at that part, I was expecting it to like scurry away. So I'm, because that's like a, a horror cliche, like, oh, the head broke off, got blue legs, yeah, and it right. got away. But it, they were just totally like, what the fuck is this thing doing? Yeah. All right, then, just, you know, flame throw yeah. the thing. Uh, my favorite moment, though, was the blood testing scene. The blood, the blood testing, testing scene. scene that was, I jumped intense. so fucking hard. When, well, do you oh, next? when it comes out of the street. Yeah. Yeah. And it, like, screams. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> and it jumps and crawls on the floor. That is, all, that. that that is a perfect example of how to write and direct a horror scene oh, with yeah. a proper scare because you build tension. Yeah. You build, that is, so there's a release. There's yeah. a tension. There's a release because the one thing that I could wax philosophical about, though, um, the worst horror movies started happening in the early 2000s, late 90s, and have gone up until like 2012 and a lot of them has to do with the jump scare films mm-hmm. where in the thing in that blood testing scene, they're yeah, building tension. Yeah. And then the pay uh, the payoff screws. Yeah, the payoff is so good. It's so good in that scene and the practical effects in that are amazing. Like everything yeah. about that scene is like I feel like that is what encompasses that movie is the blood testing. And scene. Windows's death is probably Windows one of my death. favorite too. My favorite death when uh, mm-hmm. the thing. Well, who's the pothead guy? What's his name? Oh, um, God, he's the one who's is the assimilated one. Nulls or something. Nulls, yes. And he his he gets up and his head comes apart. What's up? And <laughs> no, Nulls was the other black guy. Oh, you're oh, right. Nulls is the right. the uh, chef. Nulls is the Norwegian? chef on rollerblades. No, no, he's, no, that no, was the ball. He's the he's the balding one. Jesus. Um, well, it well got, it, yeah. he gets up and he he the thing bites windows in the head and then lifts him up. So it's like this thing that's connected head to head mm-hmm. with like like whipped, right, whipping yeah, him yeah. Like, it's like whipping him around, like knocking out lights and knocking out like the pool hall light and yeah. all that stuff. So cool. Oh god. And then they and then when they whenever they light uh windows because they windows falls down dead yeah. and then they realize that he's like reanimating or something because the host is like, like slowly, assimilating yeah. him. And you, they light him on fire and you see his little legs kicking like mm-hmm. 
it's so oh god it's funny it was good yeah like it's the movie is they didn't over- hesitate too which was a good thing no. everyone was immediately turned against each other and they're yes. like i will murder anyone who fucks with me like clark when clark pulls out like a little scalpel yeah and he's going after mccready uh-huh. and he's like you know <laughs> starts to lunge towards, towards him mccready just shoots him in the head yeah yep. that clock was human yeah. Makes you a yep. murderer, don't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which also, oh, God. And this movie is 30 plus years old now. Yeah. And it's still possibly in the top five best horror movies of all time. Um, yeah. I would I would say it's a perfect movie. Uh, also, because there's so much stuff that you can read into about this movie that if you if you ever listen to the commentary, uh, John Carpenter and Ken Russell, who's the guy who directed Altered States and The Devils. Uh, they talk about it, but there's so much stuff they leave out. I thought it was Kurt Russell. Oh, Kurt Russell. Sorry, God. I, <laughs> Would I, you say Carrie Russell? I said, I, no, I You're said, right, because Ken, Ken Russell is that Ken Russell. Ken Russell is an amazing director. Go Carrie watch Russell. But Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell is a star, yeah. plays yes. McCready. Go watch Go yeah. watch The Devils. Uh, the Devils <laughs> and All the States are both amazing. Um, but like the biggest thing, and they never mention in the commentary, is the factor of clothes in the movie. And okay. this comes back yeah. to the, the thing, the alien being an intelligent species Mm -hmm. because it starts off with the dog when the dog shows up also the dog actor in this movie is incredible another thing i want to do (laughs) i want to talk about the dog the dog hits all of its fucking marks it's amazing it's yeah it's one one of the best best actors actors in the movie movie. yeah (laughs) i mean not to say the acting is bad the acting is sam is laughing go watch it that that husky is yeah husky husky wolf hybrid yeah super since we're talking about the dogs i want to say something real quick and then we can get back back to your thing uh I loved Clark because mm-hmm. I like associate myself yeah. with him the most because while everything's because going to shit and people are like starting to hate each other, he's like, I wonder what the dogs are up to. Yeah. Right. I should go check on the dogs. Like people are dying. Yeah. Well, and all you're thinking about is, well, you know, I mean, about? the dog is the, they established that the dog is the thing and Clark yeah. is the one who spent the most time with yeah. it. So you're always, and it all ma- yeah, like, it makes sense. Clark Which, is probably. Also, if you speak Norwegian, the beginning of the whole, the surprise of the movie is ruined for you off the bat because I've just imagined the Norwegian like scientists just like, it's an alien. Shoot it. Shoot it. Don't let it come to your place. Yeah. There's a, there, on IMDb, there's actually a translation and it's something along the lines of like, get away. It's not a dog. It only looks like a dog. It's some sort of alien being. Yeah. Get away, you idiot. Idiots or something. What if yeah. That's what he says. Spoke Norwegian, and then they were like, they shot the dog. Yeah, the end. Uh, Although the that Norwegian was pretty stupid. Although yeah. I think they established in the prequel in the in the 2011 11, prequel yeah. that he was drunk. Yes. <laughs> so that's why he uh, throws the thing. Which the prequel has the nice little callbacks, day. like the axe in the door. I I liked it's, the prequel. I, mean, I, I love I, the prequel. I'm so sad of what happened yeah, to it in post. Me too. Me too. Um, but like. The it becoming a dog is a perfect example of its intelligence. Yep. And also the theory of clothing in this movie plays a big factor because if you pay attention, they mentioned that the alien rips through things clothes when it assimilates people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is why Benning's clothes are torn in the chair. Uh, Windows finds uh, torn long johns, I believe. Or no, he finds and underwear. McCready, yeah. And McCready finds torn long johns. Yeah. Um, and then, like through the movie, when before when Blair is testing like the blood, yeah, he's wearing a yellow button down. But when he starts destroying the communications, he's not. He's wearing just his oh. long sleeve shirt with. The I didn't suspenders. even notice that. Go back and watch it because then later I just in the watched movie, it yesterday when he when he uh, simulates <laughs> Carl when he sticks his hand in Carl's yeah. face, he's still wearing the just long johns and the suspenders. He's oh, not that's wearing the yellow shirt. Blair, which Wilford Brimley. The shot of him in the shed with the noose hanging mm-hmm. is a 
beautiful amazing shot that like just sums up like everyone's feelings of that of, like that situation it's so right, dark man. but it's such a great shot i want to go back inside diabetes yeah. i was I'm okay now. i was I'm okay fine. i was hoping when he was looking at the the original thing that they found after the dog had changed mm -hmm. and they're like well what is it he was gonna be like diabetes <laughs> <laughs> that said that's the autopsy scene which yes. is i think what you're referring to yeah the that one. that has some that features some of the most amazing brilliant like sculpture work yeah that i've ever seen like yeah. and oh, by this beautiful. all done by this 22 year old kid who had no idea he was over committing himself and it's like yeah let's make the thing when the when the alien is assume is like assimilating the dogs and that like flower open the flower up. of tongues it's yeah, yeah. it's it's and literally teeth. it's dog teeth yeah. in a circle like a flower yeah it's amazing like that's such attention to detail that is yeah. incredible i got i have to bring up the uh, the fact that uh, the scene that we mentioned with the the cardiac arrest scene mm -hmm. where the head breaks off and the goo comes out originally that was it's filled with one. all sorts of um that was filled with all sorts of like flammable yeah. and toxic uh, chemicals, mm -hmm. and so uh, and John Carpenter, John Carpenter wanted to wanted to have like uh, continuity, so he wanted to have fire in the scene because mm -hmm. they had just blasted it with the with the blowtorch, and so the second that the blowtorch ignites, all those toxic chemicals go, and the entire dummy just blows up yep. and destroys like months worth of work that Rob Bottin did. God. All right. Um, but the one thing is, there's the big question is at the end, who is Childs? Uh, yep. a, is, is Childs the alien? And if you really want to know the answer to that, there's canonical there answers. Is, but you can, there are answers in the movie, kind of. And there's the, answers in the video game. We should, yes. we should discuss the ending a little bit more. So what happens is yes. the entire station, the entire station in goes up, blows up. It's on fire. The By last... the way, spoiler alert, if we haven't done this already. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> it's, it's been out for 30 plus years. Yeah. Go see the movie. I think now. it's uh, it's only spoiler alert. Kevin Spacey's Kaiser. It's within so like say. a year, I think. I think that's the rule. Go ahead. Uh, but the last two characters remaining are Childs and McCready, and McCready who have not been with each other as mm -hmm. like the final events are happening. Yes. So either of them technically could be the thing, mm -hmm. but both don't know. And they're just like, you know what? Neither one of us is in any shape to do anything about it. So mm -hmm. let's just hang out here and have a drink. Yeah. yeah. Have a drink with me. Freeze to death. And there's supposedly. the theory that Childs is the thing because Childs wears goggles every time he goes outside, where at the end he's not. But yep. also Childs react, the way Childs handles McCready coming back, he's very team oriented. He consults with everyone. It's like, what should we do? What should we do? No, let him freeze out there. No one can make it back from this distance without like a tow line. Where when child sees whatever whoever is leaving the facility, who he thinks it's Blair, mm -hmm. he would he went after it, which is not in his, uh, which is not in his state of mind. He would not do that if it was actually Childs, right? Um, and it couldn't be Blair. So there's a theory that it's two different forms of the alien, where one is disguised as Childs to go freeze off in the distance. So when someone another team finds it, it's gonna all take hell over. breaks loose. All again, hell breaks yeah. loose again. That makes sense. Yeah, which it does in the video game. In the video, the video <laughs> game. There's a video game? Yeah. There's a video game for that what, came Nintendo? out in 2002 and for it's Xbox. For Xbox. Oh, shit. And uh, basically what happens is McCready was rescued. Mm -hmm. Childs was not. And the next thing you know, 
at the same site at the same like like uh science you know the same site at mm-hmm. uh, the science center <laughs> the science center <laughs> like a new science center <laughs> um yeah some new like a new alien threat yeah. breaks out so the video game's canon that's john carpenter has said it is yeah, yeah. oh great yeah i i love the ending because it's like oh it's they're like, either gonna freeze to death yeah neither of them are mm-hmm. the thing one of them is the thing mm-hmm. or they're gonna get rescued there yeah. actually was a, a sh- like a they they shot an ending where mccready gets rescued and they gave him the test and mm-hmm. he's good oh great the blood test yeah oh thank goodness yeah right um, but they didn't use it so there's one last note and you guys are gonna hate this because i'm gonna make fun of the movie Don't go ahead there Kurt Russell's hat is great. Shut your fucking getting mouth. bigger through the entire movie. <laughs> hey, sweet. He's got this massive sombrero. That, it's um, cowboy it's a prospector hat. hat. Yeah, it's a prospector. It's hat. a prospector hat. It's a fucking tent. It's great. It's, McCready just doesn't give a shit though. If yeah. you read the script, all it says for McCready's description is he hates has a, hat. He hats, he <laughs> also, has a hat, drinks a lot, hates the cold, and also and also kills off the only female character in the movie, which is the computer. Yeah, he with the, he's a cheap, pour, bitch. Oh, cheap bitch. He pours Jane B. Scotch. There's no women in the movie. The uh, um, it, the only woman voice in the movie is a computer that plays chess at McCready, played by Adrian Barbeau, yes. John Carpenter's wife at the time. Yep. Damn. Who was also in uh, Escape from New York with and Kurt the, Russell and the Fog yeah. and the Fog mm-hmm. movies, both John Carpenter movies. Yep, great Something. movie, great yeah. movie. Oh, I, the thing I is a perfect it. movie. Um, uh, all right, well let's let's just fucking get right into the last movie. Uh, it follows. Yeah, 2014. Yep, it follows. You both. This, this was Adam's. One of Adam's picks. Yeah, yes. I was I was torn between this and the guest, but the guest falls more into the lines of a drama thriller. Yeah. And you're next. I was also thinking about, but that see, there's this whole sort of like resurgence of horror amongst these mumblecore people. Well, it's, it's mumblecore. Right? The way I look yeah. at it is when <laughs> it's a it's a, well, you th- are you thinking about creep? Creep and like and well, just the fact that Ty West and Joe Swanberg show up in your next, yeah, and like it follows kind of has has that. What's the the lead actress's name? Uh oh, I forget. Toby Keith. Oh, Micah. Something oh no, the, she's in the guest. Yeah, yeah. She, I uh, mean, Micah Monroe. It's yeah. It's very. It's all very interconnected. I, the, the thing. This is my weird little like senior thesis about it. Um, horror when it started out before it became super mainstream and started getting slasher films and started mm-hmm. getting more and more mainstream, especially in the nineties through the two thousands, um, was a very indie artful game. Mm-hmm. Like the thing is like, especially late seventies to early eighties, like you have people like Toby Hooper and John Carpenter and Cronenberg and, mm-hmm. and like Ar- Argento and Lucio Fulci. And like, you have all these people making very emotional, very weird, very, um, like not mainstream horror films when horror was just getting into its like infancy it was like their 70s it was yeah you know it was like it was it was like a thing where it's like oh because you look at like the thing and the thing bombed in the theaters it did it was released along like right after et and that's yeah. what, what people wanted to see and it bombed in the theaters and you have stuff like texas chainsaw massacre which is a precursor to a lot of slasher films but it's not a slasher film it does beautiful things with tone and like just setting and all this stuff but you have stuff like that I feel like that's happening again now mm-hmm. with people like Ty West and Nacho Vigalanda and you like Jennifer Kent who did Babadook and you mm-hmm. have Adam Wingard and, John, and Justin Kurzel who did Snowtown Murders. You have all these like almost like indie directors who are taking 
horror like back yep. mm-hmm. from the mainstream yeah and whenever someone tells you it's like oh you need to go search out this movie it's never like a drama or a comedy mm-hmm. it's always a horror movie absolutely i yeah i would agree with that yeah it's like because horror is having this crazy insurgence where it's like it's an art form mm-hmm. yeah like to play with someone's emotions to the point that they're terrified and it and horror is is also kind of more accessible now because yes. now with vod and like you know on itunes all these things are released they're released on iTunes yeah. first now. And yeah. so it's like, okay, you get, you're not doing anything on Friday night. Just watch it on iTunes. Yeah, exactly. And it's pretty awesome. It follows, which first big feature from the director, uh, David R. Mitchell. Yep. Um, not to be confused with John Cameron Mitchell, who mm-hmm. is the director of Hedwig and the Angry Inch and Short Bus. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it follows, I think is the perfect, like Renaissance for horror. Yeah, it's very much a mishmash. That yes. is exactly what I thought. Yeah. I've seen so many like terrible Netflix oh, yeah. things. And then when I watched this, I was mm-hmm. like, this is a fucking breath of fresh air. Yeah. Like, this is great. I, uh, as soon yeah. as I started watching it, I was like, Edgar Wright. This mm-hmm. reminds me 100% of Edgar Wright. And it was so fucking great. Like, yeah. the directing is amazing. Transitions mm-hmm. between scenes, like... The audio, the Every, music played at the right time. The, Actors were great. The soundtrack in this movie is incredible. It's by Disasterpiece. By Disasterpiece, yep. who did the, uh, who's actually Rich Vreeland, mm-hmm. who's the composer of the video game Fez. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. I have it on my phone. Yeah. Uh, I listen to it on the drive home from work. Um, but It Follows is a story about a girl who lives in suburban Detroit, which also, good for this movie for using Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Mom. And also... Good on this movie. Big Mama. Eight Mile. <laughs> good. Good on this movie for knowing how yeah, Big to, Mama's house. Yeah, this movie does beautiful, beautiful, beautiful work with setting, where ninety percent of the movie, ninety to seventy percent of it, takes place during the daytime, mm-hmm. and it just plays. Okay, sorry. The story of it follows is a girl uh, is on a date with a guy, and they go to movie theater, and then they do this whole thing where. They're like, who would you want to switch places with? And she was like, oh, I'll switch places with the girl in the yellow dress. And or, uh, the guy says, I'll switch places with the girl in the yellow dress. And then she looks, she's like, who? And he's like, you don't see her? He's like, no. And then he's like, we need to leave. Uh, they end up going and go on a date. And they he, they have sex. And then he basically chloroforms her and ties her up in a wheelchair and tells her, so, Jay, I'm sorry, but there's this thing that I'm cursed with that I've gotten from someone and I've passed it on to you, which all of this is like a weird allegory for STDs. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, but he says, I pass it on to you. I'm sorry, but it'll follow you now for the rest of your life. There's going to be, it can look like anyone you know, it can look like a stranger. It's just going to keep following you. Don't let it get to you because if it does, it'll kill you, mm-hmm. which is established in the opening of the movie. Right. Um, and so quite a universal fear. Yes. And a common nightmare that a mm-hmm. lot of people have, including me. Yeah. Yep. And the movie. Still? Yeah. <laughs> and the thing I love about this well, movie. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. No, I was going to say like there's a, there's a common nightmare that apparently James Cameron had as well when he was thinking about the Terminator. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that there's this unstoppable force that's following you yep. and you can't do anything anything to to avoid it other than just you know lock it away and throw away the key Mm -hmm. and then try and leave like you know you can't kill it um but yeah i've had nightmares where like i'm running away from something and i've like boarded planes i've gone like to europe or whatever how long are these dreams 
20, 20 some hours of sleep. Well, didn't you see Inception? Doesn't the doesn't time all messed up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, you're always, the point is that you're always looking over your shoulder and you're never safe. You never know that you never know yeah. whenever, when it's going to come for you. And this, the movie does, and it, it, there's, it sets up, it sets that up so well with the mm-hmm. reveal of when it starts following her, when it's first yep. seen, and and it takes the form of people that you know. It takes the form of people that you know. It takes the, the form thing. of strangers. Yeah, it very much echoes Sports. mentions of the thing. Um, but there's just so much beautiful work done in this movie to establish tone and tension. Yeah, and also this movie has like zero jump scares, more or less. It's all of it. well. There's one. That's, there's that's one. Really, that's good. what I loved yeah. about it. So there was, I, I watched it on my computer mm-hmm. and it's a very dark movie, like not like dark themed, but, but it's visually, visually when it's, it's at dark. night, it's dark. Yes. So while I'm watching this movie, I'm looking in the background like an idiot, like mm-hmm. looking for, okay, where's, where's, you know, it coming from and yeah. it doesn't happen. And I'm like, I've been trained in the last like 15 years of me watching horror films mm. that there's something in the background and it's going to creep up and it's going to be stupid and... I was so glad this movie didn't do that. It yeah. did it a couple well, times. Well, it would tease. It would well, tease, tease that. Yeah. It knows that, that that that's what you're yeah. thinking. Yeah, and that's what I love Where about it so much. Yeah. It'll be those like panning shots, and it'll just focus on a person who's walking. Yeah. in that general direction, some like, naked woman, old woman like, with okay. a bush, the old woman with a bush. But or just that's even all, that's all that <laughs> the doing. reveal uh, in the house. <laughs> that's, that's the only part. The I first know. reveal in the house with the girl with the missing teeth. Holy shit. Yeah. And then it transitions to the gigantic man in the hallway. Yeah. I uh, wonder I wonder who that man Have you man, seen this movie? Well, We're watching doesn't, it. Doesn't doesn't Okay, and it follows doesn't the monster take doesn't it take the form of like somebody that you're close to? It can, but it also take a form of someone you don't know. Okay. That's Which what is I what makes right. it. I was confused okay. by it because I thought that the guy said It'll be someone that you know or someone you're close to. So I was like, okay, what the if, first three people, what if you don't recognize no. the the naked woman, you don't recognize the old woman, like you don't recognize any of these people. And it took a while for someone that she was close to for it to finally, yeah, and know, it, take the body well, of. And it's also well, never let's mind. try not to give out spoilers too because this movie just came out. Um, you can get it. It's at, been a year. It's been a year, but it's also it's a indie horror film, so not a lot of people have that like the same okay. availability that we do living yeah. here. Um, but it's at Redbox now, so go rent it. Go yeah. rent yeah. it. Such um, an amazing movie. It's an incredible movie. Uh, all I'm going to say is the lake scene with the inner tube. That reveal made me out loud go no oh no fuck yeah that was yeah. a great part like that it, and that movie does it so well through so many times, but it's just like why. Oh, well, it, just like the the idea that like they've gone away, yes, and they've gone to their haven. They think that they're okay, yeah. and you don't know when it's going to show up because it'll it will show up, yeah. But you have no idea what like, what the time frame An- is. Another thing with the movie that better explains what we're discussing is the main character, the person who has this thing, is mm-hmm. the only person who can, who can see, see these it. things besides. Yeah. Other the, people. The last person that gave it to her. Yes. So during the entire movie, only two people who are ne- who are basically never with each other. Yeah, except it, for one scene. Can which they see do. the same person. So That whole scene is brilliant. Well, so weird once it's passed on, you can still see it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, until it's passed on to another person. So at, at a time, only two people can see it at once. Mm-hmm. And well, then, so there's also it's probably more than two. It's probably a chain because I thought that the the guy well he is the end of the wouldn't chain see yes. it. Yeah, he was the most recent person that could see it. So yeah. he passed it on to Jay. So only Jay and him could see yeah. it. 
So she would have to pass it on to someone. That person and Jay would be the only two that see it. That's what right. I took from the movie. Mm. So in the entire movie, there's people walking around and the audience and one character are the only people basically through the entire movie who can see these people. Yeah. And the other characters don't see them. So there's a part. <laughs> I just got attacked by a bug. Uh, <laughs> There's a part, the scene he's discussing is there's someone walking up behind them at the beach, but there's also someone floating there, in the water there, on the, a tube. There's a yep. character who, uh, you see a character in the background that resembles a character that has been established as a friend. My favorite actress, by the way. <laughs> she's so she's so laid back so in awesome. me. Or yeah. of all time. <laughs> Probably of all time. <laughs> um, she was pretty great. But yeah. like they establish, it's like, and you see her like, oh, that could be her. Yep. And then the moment happens, you're like, fuck, it's not. Oh, right, right, no. right. Yeah. That's oh. great. And it, it's... It's really good at putting you in the situation, yeah. too. Oh, it, yeah. Because the, the person that do? was in the water and the person walking up behind them was the same person. More, they similarly look similar. They look very similar. It was not the same person, though. Are you sure? Yes. Adam um, wins. <laughs> oh, I love this movie. I own it. I own the soundtrack. I own the soundtrack on vinyl. Yeah. Uh... So <laughs> I I feel like it's like Night of the Living Dead and the Thing. I think I think it follows owes a lot to those movies. Yes, it owes a lot to it. Definitely owes a lot to the Thing, and it definitely owes a lot to uh, the first Terminator film, which Absolutely. not really a horror movie, more of a sci-fi action movie. It's kind of yeah. based around a nightmare. It's though. kind of based around a nightmare. Um, it also has a lot. It also feels. Um, oh crap! Wet. Really, uh, feels wet. There's a movie Phenomenon by Dario Argento. Um, oh yeah, with that, Jennifer Connelly. with Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. Um, it feels a lot like it has a lot taken from that too. Go watch Phenomenon if you've never seen it. Or he did was John Travolta in that? No. What movie am I thinking of? Uh, you're thinking of you're, you're thinking, thinking of the of other phenomenon, phenomenon where okay. he's like. I was like, yeah, I've definitely seen a phenomenon yeah. with John Travolta. He uh, spins sunglasses. It's also hands. called Creepers, I think, in other countries. Or yep. Creeps or something you're like right. that. Creepers. Because Jennifer Connelly talks to bugs in the movie. Yeah. Uh, Donald Pleasance is in it. Um, but Argento is also Donald Pleasance. <laughs> Donald Pleasance has the he's not human. He's the, um, he has the best ability to make anything sound creepy. Does anyone want tea? I'm gonna go make tea. Michael, <laughs> do you want tea as well? I've made extra bacon. I don't want to throw it out, Michael. I don't want to watch this movie. He's not human. You've seen Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Donald Pleasance, but um. Phenomena is uh, does a lot of the same stuff with falling because it's about a serial killer who's hunting young girls at a boarding school because that's what Dario Argento is into. If you've ever seen Suspiria, mm -hmm. he has a lot of films Suspiria. that revolve around boarding schools and girls getting injured. Yeah, um, John Travolta was great. Yeah, <laughs> when he made those great. keys fly across the table yeah. and all oh. that corn grow. I, I, I got this. I got this phenomenon. Dude, I got I just, Christopher Walken <laughs> or Sandy? Oh, oh. oh. Sandy, I got hit by lightning. I forget how phenomenon starts. Right. Yeah. Like he sees a flash of light in the sky or something. I think there was like cornfields. Yeah. Um, he makes corn grow at the end because he's dead. And they like, I don't know, litter the landscape with his ashes. I don't know. I, what get, they that do. I get that movie mixed up with Michael. Michael, yeah. Where he yeah. was an angel. Yeah. yeah Greg Kinnear's a Michael. Hey, oh, no. I think hey, Bobby Boopy. It's me. Yeah. John. Hey, look who's talking. <laughs> Two. Me, Michael. Look who's talking, too. Hey, look who's talking as well. What's it there, one called? Also, look who's talking well. too, and then look who's talking also. I don't know, um, right. but yeah, it anyway, follows. Um, I have a great. Uh, I won't even talk about it. It's yeah. about Hitler, but I have a great movie 
<laughs> that I wanted to, to pitch to you guys. Uh, look who's Hitler too. <laughs> where uh, it's two is, it, is it just the sequel to Boys from Brazil? <laughs> it's it's uh, Hitler. Uh, somebody tries to get Hitler back to life, and he ends up becoming a twins instead of uh, one, <laughs> and uh, the two Hitlers can talk to each other. It's dumb. <laughs> Um, so it follows. Yeah, it's it a follows. movie. Go go seek out it follows for modern horror films. If you want so, solid horror films, it follows definitely up there. Uh, House of the Devil by Ty West absolutely uh, is a great great take on slow burn slow burn horror. Beautiful beautiful slow burn horror. Innkeepers is also okay. It's um, the same kind of thing. Same kind of thing. Uh, deals with ghosts more mm -hmm. than Satanism. You can stay away from the sacrament, in my opinion. Just watch a documentary on Jonestown massacre. Yep. Um, but also the Babadook. Uh, the is, Babadook is that was fantastic. also a movie I almost talked about because that movie is absolutely horrifying. It's uh, really it was a lot to the Evil Dead. It, I think I feel like way. it's very much The Shining. I feel like her. Oh, okay. I feel like the Babadook is very much remnant of The Shining. It's directed by written and directed by Jennifer Kent. Um, the mm -hmm. guest by Adam Wingard and You're Next by Adam Wingard uh, and Snow Time Murders by Justin Kurzel, who's the guy who's doing um, oh the new Macbeth movie. Uh, Justin Kurzel is directing Macbeth, Michael Fassbender, Marion Cotillard. Uh, but go look up all those people. They're all incredible, like, indie horror film directors. So, okay, finally, to cl to put a yes. nail in this coffin, what would you do if you were in the It Follows scenario? I have, As our guest. I have... All right, Adam goes first, but I have a great response to this. If I was in that situation, I'm, I've, I've been in a long-term relationship with a woman I love for the past five years. So, But if uh, I was in that universe of yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, post-high school uh, children, I, I'd probably do what What's-His-Face did in the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, just being a realist. Just go and pass it on to someone as like quick as possible. Uh, right. Because it, I don't... Because that's just hard. Like, that's just me being a realist. Like I wouldn't be like, oh, I'll take this on. I'll take this yeah. burden on. No one, no one would. No one would. No one would. And I think that's what his the way his character reacts is a perfectly normal, yeah, rational reason, rational way his character would react. Yeah. How about you, Tom? You know, I, I would try and band together with with everybody. Like, okay, if I have sex with a girl, I'm gonna be with her. As and coach her through having sex with another guy or whatever, and I want to be with that entire group because I want to know where in the chain I am. Yeah. Because once you, once once you have sex with somebody, if that person gets killed by the monster, then it's back to you. Yeah. So you need to ensure that this thing gets far away from you. I'm not gonna leave the situation. I don't think I'm not just gonna like have sex with somebody and then like hop on a plane. It's almost werewolf Although, mythology in a sense, or lore, yeah. because there's the master werewolf that if you kill that, like the the one who started the whole chain, yeah. then right. everything breaks off. Um, so basically, basically mm -hmm. this movie is know who you're sleeping with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you sleep with someone who has the same STD as you, be with them and fight the disease. <laughs> that That is what I took mm -hmm. from the movie. Yeah. And... And unfortunately, keep... I mean, that's I, I thought that the movie was dumb in that sense. Mm -hmm. But well, the director has said that the STD like correlation is not he, he didn't have that in mind. When but that's that's it. all I thought of through okay. the entire mm -hmm. movie. And all I could think of the entire time on how to beat this thing. Wear a condom. 
No, trap the no. demon he in said a condom. He, he has actually said, he's gone on record as saying that condoms would not make a difference yeah. and the monster could potentially board a plane to find you. Hmm. Or well, walk, I'm going off walk of the movie. Under, I'm not going off of the hours of footage and interviews that you watched. Okay. All the interviews with and David, the books yeah. you've read. Well, the, all and the, his response to Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> oh, Which would he say? That he, Quentin, Tarantino, uh, Quentin Tarantino criticized this movie as saying, like, get your mythology straight at least. Right, or he with, said something like, it's the type of movie that's so good, you're pissed off it's not great. Yeah. Or something. And and uh, David R. Mitchell was like, I have a few notes I could give you on some of your movies. And I think he mainly tore apart Jackie Brown. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a great movie. Oh, the movie is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, and it was, who tells you differently is a fucking liar. It was an Edgar Wright movie without the con- uh, comedy. Yeah, I would I would put it that I and the it, whip pans without the whip pans. I would put it as a yeah. very um, it's very influenced by Carpenter because it, it it echoes Score Halloween, score wise and yeah, tone wise because there's segments yeah. of Halloween you watch and just like when you're like oh shit Michael Myers was there the whole time. Yep. You can he's in yeah. the, he's in the background and you don't even notice until you watch it a second time you're like oh shit he's been here the whole time. Yeah. He's in I, the neighborhood he's always been here. I thought the soundtrack was very much like Drive. It had like that, like the eighties, yeah. like the kind of eighties, like yeah. electro stuff. The Kavinsky kind of played yeah. at the the right moment, and mm-hmm. then it did the you know the cliche horror thing where it's like music plays as you know something's getting close, but then sometimes it wouldn't. But instead of instead of the thing where like the music in a lot of horror movies, like the tone or everything will drop out, and then you're expecting the scare and it doesn't happen, and then a second goes by and it's like oh no, there's the sound like the loud bass yeah. happens, but in this when it's revealed. Uh, for certain parts, the distorted music that comes through, like mm-hmm. the, that's awesome. like oh, it's so uncomforting. Yeah, because you're like expecting it to be like nothing, and then a loud noise, but it's just like here it is. It's been here. Get ready, and it just like sh- it just yells at you. Like, it's ah, oh, this movie's so good. Movie's Great movie, absolutely Great. incredible. Go watch it, please. Um, yeah, go watch it. Go watch. Sorry, Dario Argento is also someone. <laughs> just check him out. He's an Italian horror director. Go look up him, Stuart Gordon, and Mario Bava. Deep Red. See Deep, deep Red. See Deep Red. Profondo yes. Rosso. Yes. Uh, so uh, we like to do this with our guests. Uh, I say that as if we've done more than one episode. Uh, but I, I asked Tom this last time, and we, we gave our good drinking stories. But uh, tell me about your favorite drinking story, first time oh, drinking, God. favorite drink, whatever. Ideal favorite situation. drinking story? I'm afraid to stand up right now because I it's very early. You have to stand up for this? Well, yeah, no, it, is cur- it is currently 12. It's 12 Sit down, Adam. I've been here. Sit down. Tanya, tell me what to do. <laughs> uh, I would like to say, when I went to pick up all the alcohol today at 9.30 in the morning, yeah. the woman behind me goes... Throwing oh, a party? You're throwing a party? You're throwing a little bit of powder? Hmm? And how <laughs> old is that joke? <laughs> oh, 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 you're buying, uh, you're buying uh, alcohol? What is it? Uh, throwing a party? A.K.A. like enabling your horrible yeah. habits it's of drinking before AKA breakfast? A.K.A. Sunday? For a party Why couldn't you? Uh, like, I was expecting the person to be like, can I come? <laughs> can I come to your party? Yeah, as soon as I'm like, oh, yeah, throwing a party. <laughs> Can I come? And you just sit on the couch and stare at each other. Throw on a party? Fuck. <laughs> we just fuck on the couch. Can I come? Let's fuck. You uh, can come when I've come. Okay. So, oh, yeah. drinking story. God. Um, so, I, I don't know why, but I didn't start drinking until uh, junior year of high school. I think I had a lot of, like, 
fear put in my head from my parents. But my parents are very supportive people. They're not like monsters. They're lovely people. Um, what did they fa- do to you? What? What did they do? Well, here's the thing. I found out my dad always put in my head. He's like, don't smoke weed. You'll end up in jail. And there was a kid in my neighborhood who I used to be friends with who became like the neighborhood like analogy for like, look what drugs do because he got into drugs. Look at Timmy. Like a, he became yeah. like a bad teenager and got into metal Toby's and like grew broke. his hair long. Timmy's and, broke. He's into metal. And I was like, oh, it, my dad was right. But then like later I came to visit California. I found out that him and my mom both smoked weed very occasionally uh, through really? the 70s and the 80s. Found wow. that out. Um, but so <laughs> I always like had a thing where it was like my dad was like, don't drink at parties. And then I went to a party my junior year of high school, and I started drinking. And then I was like, oh, I just want to go home. I don't want to like sleep here. Yeah. And they're like, Were you, Did you have like that thing where you first, the first time you get drunk, where you just like want to look everywhere? You're just well, like, it wasn't the first time I got drunk. It was the first time I ever drank at a friend's party, like okay. outside of like a family party. But you got drunk. I though, got right? drunk, and it got to a point where I was like. And I told my dad, I promised my dad that I wouldn't drink. And then they're like, just call your dad to pick you up. And I started crying because I was like, (laughs) no, "No, I lied to my dad. I can't call him. He's going to be so bad at me. Like, I started crying. And everyone at the party was like, and it was just like dudes hanging out. It was like all my friends and I. So they're like, just bringing. You just had one Keystone. Yeah, like, oh, no. Keystone Light, our high school, uh, kept Keystone Light afloat. Through most yeah. of 2006, 2007. That was my, my hometown. Everyone was like, oh, you want a Keystone Natty? Natty Daddy? Keystone Light. God bless that company. Um, but the drinking story I had, after that happened, I was like, oh, alcohol's a thing. And then I developed like kind of a small drinking problem before I was 21. Haven't we all? Um, and then when I turned 21, I was, I was like, I'm going to pump the brakes because this can happen legally now. Yeah. Uh, but the best example is um, I was at a friend's beach house. Uh and we were having a just crazy night. And for some reason, I decided to just bring a handle of Sailor Jerry rum with me. Because, oh, you know, nice. cool kid. I'm drinking the Sailor Jerry rum. Look Only at me. Once. I wish I had these tattoos. I'm awful. Um, and I like it was half filled. So I filled the other half of it with Coke. Uh, not cocaine. Sorry. Yeah. It was actually, actually it was actually it was brown sludge. It was Pepsi. Blue can forever. <laughs> um, I'm with you on that. Uh, so we were playing drinking games. I started playing flip cup with rum and cokes. Whoa! Which, horrible idea. You realize that you don't do that. Oh no, I know okay, now. Okay. Um, and I feel really bad because during it, I apparently like I blacked out like halfway through, and I apparently yelled at my friend Steve, who and I apologized to I apologized to it uh, to his face after this happened. Um. He's super into video games, and he worked at a bank at the time, and I yelled at him, all you do is bank and game, and I shoved him, (laughs) (laughs) and we got to a fight, and then I went downstairs, started throwing up in the toilet, and my friend Bruno tried to help me. He's like, dude, you're okay, you're okay, you're okay. I was like, Bruno, you don't get it. You need to run. You need to go. Like Bruce Willis in 12 Monkeys. Like, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm in the wrong time. And I took a shower with my clothes on, and then I laid on the table, but I had a night terror uh, that I was freezing to death in the snow because I was wet and the air conditioning was on. And the thing and was so, there. And everyone was upstairs, and everyone, everyone hears upstairs just me going... I'm gonna die here. You just brought I'm up so cold. all three I'm of our movies. Die. You did in your one yeah, story. I'm gonna die here. They're coming to get and you, my, Bob. Right? My friend Gerard was like, 
we should go check on him. And they were like, nice, fine. But I'm just literally shivering like, oh, it's so cold. Oh, and I remember like specifically Nitro's on like just walking through snow, like, oh, wearing the Captain America, like vintage t-shirt I had on at of the course. time. Of course, what else did you have shorts. on? <laughs> I'm just like, oh, it's so cold here. Oh, why am I wet? And then the next morning I woke. The worst is when you don't remember what happened last night and you wake up, you're like, oh, I feel fine. I don't feel like I have to throw up. Yeah. Uh, that means you ruined someone's house. <laughs> that means you And then you have five missed calls from Brenda. You have it's five like, missed calls. Fucking idiot. You have like five missed calls. Well, here's the best example is um, uh, I woke up and the guy whose house it was, he was like, hey, thanks for coming by. And I was like, that's not friendly. And then I got <laughs> There's in, a nice way to say that. And then I got in Bruno's car. He goes, do you remember what you did? And I was like, nope. He goes, oh boy, let me tell you. <laughs> And there's photos of it, and it is embarrassing. Wow. We'll be posting a photo of that on the I website. I don't know if they're still around. I gotta search Facebook. It's I weird. was probably 19 or 20 at the time. It's weird, you know. I've I've throughout my history of drinking, I've seen like I've seen best friends mm-hmm. just like go to blows over the stupidest shit. Just like like people who have history, like best friends who like all of a sudden I don't know have like a, have a. Yeah, a weird I, argument about a game that they're playing or something like that, and then they're ready to fucking kill each other. I don't know other. why I got so mad at Steve. Yeah, I think it was like we were just like because we we're on opposite teams in Flip Cup, and I'm just coming from a very that's competitive wor- that's, family. Yeah, and I just all you do is bank and you're game. real. Yeah. that was my <laughs> insult to him. Wow, that cuts deep. <laughs> yeah, that really got him. <laughs> I'm sure his reaction was like, "The fuck did you just say?" We're gonna we're gonna have Steve on the next episode. We can fly him in. He lives. We're in gonna the, hash this out. Have you guys he, spoken he since? Works for, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, he's great. My friend, he works oh, for the government now. Damn it. Uh, works for the government. He yeah. cannot join us. Uh, he works for the government. He, he has a briefcase with a code on it. Um, so he's not. Is, and inside is, 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 is he his still? Lunch. Is he still banking a game in though? <laughs> uh, no, he also, he's really into EDM. He's a great dude. He's a solid wah, dude, wah, though. Wah, Don't wah, let that wah. be like... Pew! Wow. Uh, he was a DJ for a short time. Then he started working for the government, and he works in a building that doesn't have... Now uh, he DJs for the government. He doesn't have radio signals. <laughs> he works in a building where you can't send or receive phone calls or text messages. How you guys doing? <laughs> and everyone's just quiet. <laughs> cool! Here's a new song by Calvin Harris. Langley, let me hear you! <laughs> Washington Quantico! <laughs> Throw your hands up. Quantico? Yeah. Washington, D.C., what's up? Nothing. More like Guantanamo they, they Bay. Him. Uh, speaking that of, was a solid joke. Fuck you, Sammy. Of music, I would like to discuss the awful jingle that I purchased. I'm not going to give the website or anything. Worth every penny that worth you paid for it. Worth every penny. Five hundred pennies. We, uh, yeah, we won't say how much I spent, but five hundred pennies. Um, we just it's said it. so bad. That uh, I'm going to play it. Might as well play it. um, If I can get it started again. Dang it, this guy was our one fan. (laughs) And now you had to go and ruin it. I'm so excited to hear his song on the podcast. (laughs) Have a drink with me. Have a drink with me. All right, so I paid $5 for that, and the way that I feel about it is that it was someone who heard Green Day for the first time and was like, oh, pop-up music's so bad. <laughs> so he just started making fun of it. I, yeah. it's like, I paid for a ukulele song, and there isn't a ukulele in it. 
and he and I was like, oh, here are some options. Like, here's some things I like. And they were all like Irish drinking songs. Like, <laughs> yeah, they were great. So he sent me that. Uh, <laughs> because <laughs> the ukulele part of it was great. And yeah, I have I to say, oh, God, what are your thoughts? <laughs> uh, it, it just reminds me of uh, 19, like mid 1990s college rock. <laughs> like that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like low end of the dial. And what were you? What, this, what were you listening to in the 1990s? What I was listening to in the 1990s. I'm 27. What was I listening to? Um, well, like 90. What? When were you in college? Nine, oh, 2008. Okay. Uh, so you weren't you weren't listening to 90s college? Rock no, then. but I okay. I listen. I remember when Lit came out yeah. and like um, I no remember surprise that. to me. Yeah, no surprise. I remember when all that on. happened. Uh, and at the time, me. super cool. Mm-hmm. They still play it all the time on LA radio. Not necessary. Uh, Bands are awful. Drink yeah. with me. Um, <laughs> Didn't did mean to call, call you that. that. <laughs> Have a drink with me. That was that all. That was all fucking SoCal weird, like, like punk rock scene. Yeah. That happened in SoCal. Uh, Sublime was like kind of like the starter of that. The Guy Fieri trio, I call them. <laughs> um, wait. Sublime or Sublime. Smash Mouth? No, Sublime. The Guy Fieri trio. Go look at them. They're all Guy Fieri. Yeah. Yep. Um, if he joined Smash the Mouth. band, it would not be surprising. Yeah. This next Nobody song is called Out of eye. Bounds. <laughs> this next song is called... This next song is called Baked Potato Cheeseburger. I love that you said Out of Bounds. Out of Bounds is my favorite thing. That he Guy says Fieri it all says. the time. Oh, bro. As much of a joke... This fucking water is out of bounds, bro. As much of a joke he is... Don't have anything bad to say about Guy Fieri. Seems like a solid dude. <laughs> he really like, kisser. He really loves his job. <laughs> Goes to small restaurants. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. They probably tell him to be um, a douchebag. But yeah, his appearance. college, um, super into early November. Uh, I am a lifetime, still to this day, My Chemical Romance fan. Jamesies. Uh, I was at there. I was at some of their first shows in Newark, New Jersey, when they started out as a band. Where did you go to college? I went to college, I, I went to, uh, I finished college at University of the Arts in uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I went to an art school, which is why now my favorite band is the Mountain Goats. Uh, <laughs> they're my favorite band of all time. I got really I've, into, I've loved one of their fucking songs. I got really into no indie children. music. Oh, No Children is a beautiful song. Uh, no Children is a uh, parody almost of that Leanne Womack song, I Want You to Dance. Because John Darnielle, he said he listened to that song when he was on tour. He's like, this song is fucking garbage. And they started writing, I hope you die. Uh, I hope we both die. Yeah. So good. Uh, I absolutely yeah. love that. Um, yes. But yeah, go listen to the Mountain Goats. Go listen to My Chemical Romance. Black Parade is a beautiful album. It is a solid rock When opera. I was a young boy, my father. I don't know Way, any of these references. Dude. I love it. I, Gerard Way, I love My super Chemical solid Romance. Dude. Also, look up uh, Umbrella Academy. <sighs> It is oh, Gerard. It book? is Gerard Way's comic book. Very good. Uh, he graduated from SVA with a major in cartooning, uh, and he's a beautiful artist, amazing artist. But in, he didn't have time to write the comic book when he was in My Chemical Romance, so he or to draw it. So he wrote it, and Gabriel Ba uh, drew it, and it's a beautiful, beautiful, amazing, like it's so good. Go look up My Umbrella Academy. Absolutely, everyone should. I'm just plugging shit now yeah. for other people. All right. Let's get out of the plugging because I I was joining Ananya. I was all about everything you were talking about. Mm. Uh, let's let's continue with the horror theme. Yes. Uh, what is Ooh. your? I want a, a memory from Halloween. Your favorite memory. Your favorite costume. Favorite. favorite anything costume. that has to do with Halloween. I was Mario from Super Mario like in three separate years. That was my go-to. Really? Like, oh shit! I fell behind on my costume. What like should I do? Consecutive I years. Have to, not a consecutive years. 
Oh, shit. I did it, like, in seventh grade, and then again, my sophomore year of high school, I think I did it again my my junior year. Yeah, I feel like I was Dracula at least three years. Um, That's my noise for all vampires. I tried watching True Blood with somebody one time, and I couldn't stop going, (laughs) so they shut it off. Every every time I cut to a vampire. And also the voice they just did was not Transylvania. It was very much just like Fozzie Bear. Yeah. Hey Snooky, it's me, that waka, sexy waka. vampire from earlier. Blue. I was Bo Compton for Halloween one year. Who? Who? The, the, the southern vampire from um fucking True Blood. Because That's it was wrong. A, it oh, was in do college. That. It was in college and like you it was didn't a, know better. It was no, but it you was were like, trying new things. It was a low key Halloween party. They're like, come in costume if you want. And if you want, like, I don't give a shit. And I had yeah, ordered the college. True Blood soda. Yeah. Which delicious. Uh, it was just blood orange soda, but it came in the True Blood bottle. I just bought fake vampire fangs and dressed it like a button-down like pl- like button-down shirt. I was like, I'm Bill Compton. I didn't even do a southern accent. I was like, straight out Bill. Bill Compton. That that said, my favorite thing that like once Halloween comes around every year is hmm. now that I'm like a homeowner, uh, <laughs> I love it whenever. It gets later, and the like cool kids come come around, start <laughs> trick or treating. <laughs> no, no, they they tr- fucking trick or treat, and they're trying to act like they don't give a shit. Yeah. They're like trick or treat or something. I don't yeah. know. Like get out of here. Two, two, it's not mounds. <laughs> I have like two really <laughs> cool solid, house. two don't really you? solid Halloween memories. One, uh, when I lived in Philly, I had a three story five bedroom house in Philadelphia for only thirteen hundred dollars with roommates. Oh. Uh, so we paid three fifty each. Which out here, that's unheard of. Um, but Compton. that's awesome. We had that's a beautiful regular house. Compton, not Bill yeah. Compton. With a basement, everything. We threw like the best Halloween parties. Like everything was like full on. We had projectors going with ghosts and like everything. People were in costume. Like we decked out the whole house. And it's great because on Halloween in Philadelphia, the cops don't care because crime is happening. Uh, so they're like, yeah, have your fucking party or whatever. Um, Oh, no, I just forgot what else I was going to say. <laughs> oh, no, I'm drunk. We'll cut here. It's cool. Uh, it's cool. We're not going to cut this. No, Hold we're on. totally... No, we that's the to, whole point is that we need to oh, think. What was it going to be? Shit. Oh, Shit. no, Adam. Everything is is oh, falling I'm apart. I'm so upset right now. Oh, fuck. What are we going to do? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Everyone's oh, dead. This, this is Adam's awful. covered in blood. Oh, no. Shit, we're drunk. Okay, so oh, wait. Oh, no. Where are my legs? Oh, yes, I got it. There he is. Uh... I came from I come from a small town um, in New Jersey. Everyone knows each other, uh, and my dad was a baseball coach for a lot of teams uh, in my neighborhood in my town. And so, a lot of the kids who live in our neighborhood know my dad, and they know my family. I also come from a big family of like fifteen cousins on just one side. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, one Halloween, I was out trick or treating, and my friend Pat Cohen. This is not anything related to me. Hi, Pat. Hi, Pat. I hope you're doing okay. I haven't talked to him in years. Um, But Pat Cohen showed to my house. Also, my parents' house is set 100 100 feet back from the street, like down a long gravel driveway. So they don't even put, like, candy out, really, for when people come. Because they're like, no one sees our house. No one's going to come down the driveway. Uh, Pat Cohen came to my parents' house, knocked on the door, and he goes, hey, is Adam here? My dad's like, no, he's out trick-or-treating. He's like, okay, cool. And Pat Cohen just walked into my parents' house and hung out with my dad for an hour and a half watching. Watching like, watching like football <laughs> for like an hour and a half. He's just like, 
How you doing, coach? I'm good. How are you, Pat? I'm all right. And just ate my parents' food at like their house. Like he had like dinner. And what a great left. Halloween. They didn't realize that you were gone. They were just like, oh yeah, there's oh, no, a they kid. Knew my, I was, no, they age. knew I was out. Yeah. But Pat played on my dad's baseball team, so I was like, hey, coach, how you doing? He's like, good. And they just hung out at my parents' house and watched TV with that's my parents. Fucking great. <laughs> that happened more often than not. I, I would had be a, gone. And I had a lot of friends just, like that yeah. growing up. It was just like they would just show up, and then I'd get home, and they're like, oh yeah, Kyle's upstairs in your room. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Cool. That's it, that's it, fucked it up. It happens a lot. It doesn't. That, I feel up. like that doesn't happen my, anymore. My friends were very close with my parents. Yeah. Like I, they were always staying the night. It was it was great. Like yeah. my parents knew when I said someone's name, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, I know that idiot." Yeah. Or it'd be like they know who I'm talking about. Now if I, I had, call them, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing a podcast with Tom and Adam. They're like, don't know. Who? Uh huh. Well, here's a funny thing. Um, Ghoulmaster, can we? We're gonna edit around this. I'm doing a plug for Ghoulmaster as well, really quick. Okay. Uh, Ghoulmaster's Haunted Playhouse. Go see it if you're in LA and you like Pee-wee's Playhouse and Haunted Mansion and fucking Edward Scissorhands and anything Halloween related. Go see Ghoulmaster's Haunted Playhouse. It's an amazing, amazing live show. Uh, and the two people who run it, Pete and Chuck, are both from my hometown. And when I went, we went out to get drinks last night, I said to Chuck, I go, oh, you graduated 2003 from High School East. Do you know Brian Murray? He goes, yeah. I go, oh, he's my cousin. He goes, you're a fucking Murray? And I go, yeah. He's like, holy shit. And then he started yelling at my girlfriend. He goes, the Murrays are the biggest family in Tom's River. <laughs> Everywhere you go, you can find one of them. And she's that's like, I don't get awesome. it. It's like, that's how small our town is. Uh, that's like a perfect example of what you're saying. Like, everyone knows. Yeah. Like, your parents just know. My uh, my hometown, my uncle's the chief of police. I have two brothers that are twins that are cops. My dad was an officer. Everyone knows yeah. Polniak's very small. My dad was the high school baseball cool. coach for 12 years. My sister is a swim coach and cross-country coach and a teacher. My other sister is also a teacher. Community. Community. Yeah. Uh, we will, and we'll be putting a, a link on Ghoul Masters as well on the website. Yeah, so you definitely guys can check, check out Ghoul Masters, Pawn Playhouse. Uh, Tom, how have you been? <laughs> oh, Tom, you're here. <laughs> I moved around a lot, so I can't really relate, but that's okay. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's talk about Halloween. Yeah, dude. Uh, well... I guess the only the my favorite Halloween memory was like I wanted to be Jason Voorhees one year because I was obsessed with Friday From the screen. 13th. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, yeah. I think I was Jason. Adam no. You were? Yeah. I had this whole I thing hockey once. I had this whole thing planned out because everybody every kid that I would see would be like would just they just get the fucking hockey mask and wear, mm. you know, blue jeans and a plaid shirt or whatever. Yeah. Jason does not look like that. No. Right? Depending on era. Well, I mean, like, yeah, there was the Baghead Jason bag from part Jason two. three is the mask. Right. So I wanted to be the cool, like, mask, like, screen accurate Jason. So I had, like, I had khakis, like, a bloody black shirt. And I even had, like, a like a bald cap that was, like, that was all scuffed up and everything. Oh, that's great. And I had, like, a, like a, a hockey mask that I had, like, put a... Uh, a gash in so that to replicate like the where Jason got hit with the machete mm -hmm. and like yep. yeah. you know the final the final chapter and so uh then that Halloween I dislocated my shoulder 
So I had to go to the hospital. Sling on the whole time. Yeah. So I had to fucking sling the entire Nerd time. Jason. All my friends I was going to go trick-or-treating with were like, dude, are you okay? Like, are we still going to go? Are we still on for tonight? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool. I'm good. Jason, who's super into skateboarding. Yeah. Right. Trick-or-treat. And so I had like... Oh, that McTwist didn't work out. I had like, I had like my little plastic machete that I was holding in my yeah. sling arm. And also, also it was like below freezing that day in New Jersey. Oh, so yeah. I, so I had to wear a coat mm-hmm. on top of my... <laughs> So I had it was like a like, starter jacket I, for the New York I Rangers. Did. No, was it was it was like it was like a coat that was supposed to look like a like a B fifty two bomber coat. Yeah. You know, it was like one of those I had to wear on top of my Jason costume. So oh. it was the ultimate like Halloween. Fail, I was, but it was the one fun. year that I fucked up because a lot of the costumes I did would always gravitate towards like staying warm as well. But I was Duff Man one Halloween mm-hmm. from The Simpsons, and I had a sleeveless shirt, and it was freezing that year. I was like, this is a mistake. I, this is not worth the jokes that no one gets. <laughs> uh, Tom, you were talking about how, like, the older kids go trick-or-treating. Oh, and yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, whatever, cool. Yeah, trick. Uh, whatever, yeah, I, treat, I, had, I had a guy come to my house, and he was, like, smoking a Swisher Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Legally? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are you supposed to be? <laughs> my, I was like, what? <laughs> I'm an old man. I was like, straight out the streets of uh, Burbank, right? And he's like. God, yeah, he was. He goes. He goes. I'm a commercial rapper. <laughs> I'm a commercial rapper. So you know, whatever. I'm an adult, bro. That's trick or treat and shit. Uh, I smoked black and milds way too much <laughs> in high school. I feel terrible. The last time I went trick or treating, I was 17, my senior year of high school. I think that's when I stopped. And I asked my mother the day before Halloween, "Can you make me a costume?" And she was like, oh, yeah, sure. This, you know, this should be easy. Like, you know, what do you want? I was like, I want to be a bear. <laughs> Head to toe, I want to be a bear. So my mother spent the entire day. What are you, day- a woodchuck? I'm a bear. <laughs> oh, no. I- I'll explain how okay. much of a bear I fucking was. Okay. So the day before I Halloween. that twink so hard. <laughs> I was head to toe leather. No, uh, my, my mother Jesus spent Christ. the entire day before Halloween sewing and fucking knitting and painting and filling this costume. What was she painting? Uh, well, she was painting the house. No, no, no. Just on yeah, the side. She quit to paint the house for Halloween. I mean, it was in between. Yeah. And it was this. You know, it was this brown fat, brown fabric, head to toe bear. Like I looked like a stuffed teddy bear, and she filled it with pillows, and she sewed the pillows to the legs and the butt and the stomach and everything, and then the head was just a hood with ears. So I'm a 17 year old man in a bear costume, and what she had to paint was this three foot salmon that she made out of. <laughs> This like tan fabric. She painted it pink, drew gills and everything. And I went to all of my teachers' houses. Those were the only people I trick or treated. How to. did you know how, where they lived? Very small town. Okay. And then I went into a Burger King and ordered a BK fish. And all they said was, <laughs> "They said get it because I'm a burr." I didn't say that. I figured they were going to get it. They okay. were like, "Yeah, sure." Charged my card, gave me the fish. No reaction at all. I don't I know like, if I'm they're a goddamn bear. Well, I don't. I don't know if. King yeah, I don't know if they're as up on like, like on, on like ironic humor. Level. 
But they should. You know how many fucking shitty people they deal with on Halloween, like coming in? It was just like, oh, there's a beer. You're like, all the filet fish get it. Well, because, like, probably like six slutty witches, like, came in before you. Yeah, can I get a cauldron? You have any good chicken fries? Do you have any salmon? Yeah. Uh, salmon rice. Because I'm like a bear. Sammy's <laughs> shaking her head at my teenage and girl I'm like, impression. Hungry. I'm like. Yeah. Our teenage girl impressions are all just like. It's all the small fries. Fucking Jess. She's the worst. For buckle. Yeah. Yeah. For buckle. No, it looks. She looks. She okay. looks like garbage. <laughs> she tastes like a top. Uh, she looks terrible. Um, <laughs> All right, we, I mean, we're going off topic, yeah. on topic still, but uh, I would love to talk about Joe and the Pirates. Okay. Yeah. I'm very yeah. excited about you this. Joe and the Pirates. I'm terrible at selling myself. This is, no, this is great. Adam, uh, you're I great. I donated Relax. on Indiegogo to, uh, to Adam's new project, Joe and the Pirates, which is a full feature. Uh, it some is a, sh- it, the, okay. some would say, I'm going to do my quick, <laughs> uh, this is an abridged version of me and what the project is. Go. Um, I've been doing sketch comedy for a long time. I started doing sketch, sketch comedy in college. Uh, I started making digital sketch shorts in college, which was back in like 2010. Um, and then when I moved to LA, I started doing UCB and a lot of sketch comedy out here as well. Uh, but I always gravitated towards uh, film instead of live performance because it's just the medium I prefer, prefer working in. Mm-hmm. Because uh, if you couldn't tell from this podcast, I'm very driven by filmmaking. Um, we park a cars in the same garage. <laughs> what Tom uh, said. But so for the past year and a half, I've, I've also have a YouTube channel, which is just digital shorts. But if you go to that, you'll watch. Which will Night, also be linked on. The which website. also be linked. Mm-hmm. But if you look up like Night of the Creature and Legend of Beast Lord or anything like that, like the shorts I make, I try. I put them out once a month, instead of once a week because I wanted them to have a very high production quality. I wanted them to look like something you would see on film. Mm-hmm. Uh, very similar to what like Keen Peel did with their so show. So you shoot yeah. IMAX. I would shoot, we would shoot high definition. We would okay. shoot million dollar budget. Like, IMAX. I would do everything out of pocket budget. Like, the, I think I put $3,000 into one of our shorts, and it's only four minutes long. It's on YouTube. Um, but I've been doing that for a while, and YouTube is not the place, uh, for independent film to live. Yeah. Um, unless you have a huge following, then you can do it, um, in your spare time in between making video blogs. Um, which is where your money comes in. But so for the past year and a half, I've been writing a story called Joe and the Pirates, which is a story about a 14-year-old girl uh, who's been in foster care since she was nine after her mother died in a car accident and her grandmother, who was a caretaker, died. She ended up into the care of her father, who got arrested for stealing a car. She ended up in foster care, and now she's in her third home, and she's 14. Uh, and on Halloween night, Joe, um, after fighting a bully, hides in the woods... Uh, and finds a piece of metal that is sticking out of a tree, which she grabs, and the metal actually transports her onto the uh, bridge of a spaceship that is crewed by uh, space pirates. That sounds awesome. Uh, yeah, thank yeah. You. No, seriously. Thank you. That sounds great. Uh, I've been writing the full story is in a notebook um, that I've not let anyone look at, even my girlfriend. I'm gonna look um, at it. Not even the cast. Not even the cast. Well, not I even wrote, Adam. I wrote the full story. I'm like, oh, I want this to happen. I want this. Uh, and I was like... I was talking to Sarah, my girlfriend. I was like, I should just turn into a feature. And she's like, yeah, do that. And I'm like, I've sold smaller scripts before. I have friends who have sold feature scripts before. There is a 98% chance I can either, nothing will happen with it if I write a feature script. No one will buy it. Or someone will buy it and nothing will happen with it. And if it was something I wrote like over the course of six months or whatever, it's like, oh, I don't care. Take it. 
but I've been writing this for almost two years and I fell in love with all the characters and the story. And I was like, I just needed to make it myself. Mm-hmm. And so I've decided to turn into a short film, uh, which is also a proof of concept where the rest of the story will lead to. Um, and I'm doing an Indiegogo for it to fund it. Um, and yeah, our plan is to make it into a short film. Uh, and don't worry, it's not going to be like 10 minutes. It's a 25 to 30 minute hour short. It's like a short feature in a it's way. It's a short feature. It is a proof of concept. I had someone refer to it as a pilot. Um, but the tone, this is the main thing. The tone I wanted to make this movie in was I grew up watching films like The Goonies and Last Starfighter and Gremlins and uh monster squad and those are those were quote-unquote kids movies Mm -hmm. but they did not shield kids from real harsh reality harsh reality are like crisis right a lot of kids movies now are are like fangless like they're harmless in a sense like there's nothing exciting or original coming out of films but you watch the goonies which is my favorite movie of all time the main villains in that are murderers. Yeah, they're going to murder these kids. They're going to kill They're going to shove kids. a kid's fist down a blender. Yeah. Like, it's a film where they... And also, it's kids being kids. You have yeah. kids who are cursing and reacting to each other. Saying, like, other. SH words and yeah. stuff. Yeah, like, the, sh- the shit words. And making, Shoop. making, like, just, like, gay jokes at each other, which now, I yeah. guess, doesn't fly. But as a kid, like, growing up, <laughs> I had a filthy mouth. How many, gay, how many gay jokes are in your movie? There's one. But uh, it also plays on the fact that it is directed at a 17-year-old boy. And when you're 17 and you're a boy, the meanest... You're kissing other guys. The meanest sure. thing you could say to a 17-year-old boy who is just a cascade of hormones is to say they're gay. Yeah. Because they're just like, no, I'm not. I don't know how emotions work. And yeah, I, as if it's offensive. It's, right. Oh, this is the worst <laughs> thing in the world because they're just, they're yeah. just rattled with emotions. I know, because I'd, be, I'd just be like... So, yeah, but whatever. It's, He's it's, cute. But it's a thing. It's like growing up, and it and it covers a lot of age gaps. It covers the age gaps of being fourteen to seventeen, and dealing with how you deal with bullies, and living in a situation that you're in a foster home, and the the main character Joe, um, who's a four, who's the lead. She's a fourteen year old girl who's been through foster care for a lot. She's living with uh older foster sisters who are actual sisters, but they've also been through foster care. So it's a connection of how the older foster sister dominates joe because she's also been through shit and her way of making herself feel secure is to dominate a smaller person this sounds awesome thank you yeah. i um, really want it's to see a it. lot uh crammed into a 28 page script um but i want to expand on it and that's why i'm doing the short film um well let's make it happen yeah let's not, do it it's not going online so if you if you donate the if you donate twenty dollars you get a digital copy of the movie boom uh and if you donate 50, you get the behind the scenes, the making of. And there's a lot of other stuff. You can get stickers, mugs, uh, posters, variant posters, all this kind of stuff. But it's, yeah, it's about a 14-year-old foul mouth tomboy uh, who ends up joining a crew of space pirates on Halloween. And I, I'm extremely excited about this. Uh, I've donated to plenty of Indiegogo and Kickstarter campaigns. And this is the only one I actually wanted to give money to. <laughs> uh, the other ones I was kind of obligated to. Um, and I reached out to you before you forced it down my throat <laughs> yeah. saying to donate. So oh, now it's getting it's there's no, like, no, no, I'm saying, I'm saying that's how other campaigns are. And you were just like, look, this is a great thing. This is what I want to do. And I'm very excited that I yeah. donated to it and that I get the digital copy. And the, uh, the one thing, one last, one last thing to tell myself, if you're like worried, cause there's no 
pre-shot footage of the stuff because we're getting the budget to make it. But you can look us up. It's me and my buddy Isaac Ruth. We went to film school together. We've known each other for a long time. We've made shorts. We've made features. Uh, look, You can look up Night of the Creature, uh, Legend of Beast Lord, Rocket Rangers, Matter of Propriety. Um, and we'll have links to this yeah, on the site. Once uh, we, Whispers once we in the Walls, the uh, Cody and Enot. You can look up all of our short films. Uh, not to toot my own horn, but we know what we're doing in a sense. We're not just some guys who are like, this is a cool idea. Let's make it. Um, we, we feel like we know, uh, toast, uh, to horror movies and to monsters and ghouls Yay. and to quote Josh Androsky, uh, this is to everyone who loves music. <laughs> <laughs> so Josh Androsky, <laughs> thank you for listening.